The Owensboro City Commission is weighing its options on how to best utilize its downtown building space as the Bluegrass Music Hall of Fame and Museum prepares to move into its new home. We'll be discussing how the move of one museum may be affecting another downtown museum. Stay with us. This is Inquire. For the Mr. Inquirer, I'm Don Wilkins, and joining me this week is city government reporter Austin Ramsey. You just heard former Mayor Ron Payne at the 2016 New Year's Eve celebration at the Owensboro Museum of Science and History. That museum, located at the corner of 2nd and Davis Streets downtown uh, in Owensboro, of course, is one of the signature events that the museum hosts. And it really gives you an accurate idea of how critical children and young families view the museum in Owensboro and, um, and, the exhibit, and, and how those exhibits offer a learning tool to our young people. It's, like I said, it's one of the big events that they host, and it's, uh, I think it's really important to a lot of people downtown. They look forward to it. So, Austin, I read with interest uh, with your recent story about Mayor Tom Watson and the City Commission working a proposed plan that would involve major changes uh, to you know, an established downtown landmark uh, that being the Owensboro Museum of History and Science. So what exactly is this plan? So I, I met with a confidential source, Don, this spring, who wanted to meet with me and tell me about a, about a plan that was in the works that Mayor Tom Watson and the New City Commission were considering that would move the Owensboro Museum of Science and History into the former, soon-to-be-former home of the Bluegrass Music Hall of Fame and Museum, and also move the Owensboro-Davis County Convention and Visitors Bureau further east on 2nd Street into the third floor of the Bluegrass Music Hall of Fame and Museum. And the reason that the city was considering this plan, according to my source, was, of course, the S.W. Anderson Building, a historic landmark, as you mentioned, in downtown Owensboro, where the Museum of uh, Science and History currently resides, is valued at almost $4 million. And the city owns that building, and they've owned it for some time, ever since um, the former grocery store there foreclosed on the building. And they wanted to be able to sell it for profit and return it to the tax rolls. Um, as, as I'm sure you know, uh, a, a building that's, that's currently owned by a, a public uh, governmental agency or a government in and of itself is not on the tax rolls. Therefore, um, who, whoever resides in there is not paying, paying property taxes. The city, of course, wouldn't pay property taxes to itself. That wouldn't make sense. And the employees, um, if the employees are, are government uh, agents in, in any capacity, they, they would not be pl- paying an occupational tax because, again, they would be 
just paying themselves net profit tax this the same story so um by having by a city government having fewer properties on the tax rolls they're making less money and um i think it's safe to say that the tom watson administration and many of the new commu commissioners have an interest in improving the city's financial footing and they see the sw anderson building as an opportunity uh, to do that so what is the potential impact of this plan? It's pretty big. Um, the current S.W. Anderson building, where the Owensboro Museum of Science and History resides, is about 90,000 square feet. And the current home of the Bluegrass Music Hall of Fame and Museum is about a quarter of that. So if the Science and History Museum were to move in there, they would be downsizing considerably. And it leaves in question a lot of the museum's collection, um, the, the mammoth that a lot of people know when they, they walk into the center of the, of the Museum of Science and History, um, the cave exhibit, uh, the coal exhibit. There are a lot of exhibits and uh, a lot of pieces of their collection that you would have to think they could not fit in a considerably smaller space. Additionally, there is the CVB, and, and, and a lot of people recognize, uh, you know, the building that they own on 2nd Street as uh, a landmark and as, as the longtime home of Owensboro and Davis County's um, Visitors Bureau. Uh, moving into the, the new home of the Bluegrass Music uh, Museum and Hall of Fame would create, as some city officials has to have described to me, uh, a new home for all of downtown Owensboro's visitor experience. It would reshape what that museum was initially intended to be. Um, I think originally that 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 building, um, that beautiful large building that we now see at the corner of Frederica and Second Streets downtown, uh, was intended to be a bluegrass music museum only, and. If the mayor and commissioner's plan go into goes into effect, the crux, the idea, the philosophy behind that building would shift. It would become a visitor center of sorts with a bluegrass music museum in it um, because it would have new tenants. I've talked a lot with city officials about why that is, and I've done some reporting on a contract that the city signed with the Bluegrass Music Museum in 2015. It's essentially the lease agreement that um, set about the construction of that building we see down there now. And in that contract, there is a lot of language that references a revenue-generating third-floor space. Essentially, the third floor that's currently unoccupied was envisioned to be a restaurant, a completely private, separate from the Bluegrass Museum restaurant that visitors to the museum could visit or people who weren't visiting the museum could visit. You would be able to access that restaurant without purchasing a ticket to, to view the exhibits in the museum. And they have faced a lot of trouble trying to get a tenant in the third floor. And while we move closer and closer to that that deadline of, of, of opening date in October for the Bluegrass Museum, I think the city has felt pressure to put someone in that space 
because the contract, as it currently states, can prohibit the museum from opening without that space being occupied. So there are a lot of questions at play here, Don, and there's a lot of questions at play here, Don, and there's the potential for a lot of change. So two things here that, that stuck out to me, Austin. Okay, so one, the deadline you spoke of, when is that deadline? And also another big thing here to talk about is the cost associated to moving you know, the History Museum if, any, if it does move. So the grand opening date for the Bluegrass Museum is some, sometime in mid-October, and um, that's the time that they've set, and if they open then... Uh, as, I, as, as I read the contract that they've signed with the city, they need to have somebody up there. Now, of course, it's a contract between the, the museum and the city. They can change that contract. They can, if both parties agree to ignore a portion of that contract, they can do that. And um, there's certainly room for interpretation in any uh, contract. So um, as far as I know, at this point, I I believe that there will be a tenant of some sort in the third floor. It could be the CVB, it could be the museum, it could be a restaurant, um, but that's kind of the, the deadline that, that I think they're facing right now. I think they want to have somebody up there when they open. They want this project that they've been working on for the better part of two to three years, and much longer if you count in the design and planning phases. They want to put a finishing mark on that. Now, to your second question, the costs uh, associated with a move vary, and they vary between who you talk to, like when you cover any kind of story like this, when there's uh, multiple sides to an issue. If you ask the city right now, um, sources I've talked to with the museum and the city tell me that the offer that's on the table is $500,000 from the city to the museum from the sale of the S.W. Anderson building if the museum moves somewhere downtown. And the way the offer has been described to me at this point is that the mayor has told the current CEO of the Museum of Science and History, Kathy Olson, that she can essentially have her choice of where they want to move downtown and the city will give them $500,000 from the sale of the S.W. Anderson building, in addition to $25,000 for a grand opening ceremony in their new location. If the museum were to move somewhere out of downtown, assuming that that would be outside the downtown historic overlay district, the city would give them $250,000 from the sale of the S.W. Anderson building, and again $25,000 for the grand opening. One official told me that the $25,000 for the grand opening is essentially meaningless and that the sum of money for the overall move is much less than what's needed. Now, now currently, the city subsidizes the museum uh, to the tune of about $150,000 So would they continue to subsidize it if they move? My assumption would be yes. The city has given no indication that they plan to stop subsidizing the Museum of Science and History, although there have been some people who fear 
that the city might use their subsidy as some form of retribution should the museum not comply. Now, I will say that in the 2018-19 fiscal year budget, the city has subsidized the Museum of Science and History uh, to the tune of about $135,000. That, that is less than they received in the 2017-18 fiscal year. I have spoken to former uh, city manager Bill Parrish, who told me that that was uh, no form of retribution. Rather, it was simply what the museum asked for. Um, so another question that I have is how much of that subsidizing makes up the museum's actual budget? Most of it. As described to me by several city officials, the Museum of Science and History relies on the city subsidy a great deal. It comprises the majority of their budget, and without it, the Museum of Science and History would, uh, would be forced to close. And do we know the feelings of the History Museum's uh, director, Kathy Olson, and its board members about this potential plan? I have spoken to uh, some people at the museum, and they are guarded about what they say publicly at this point. However, they're on the record. They have said that they disagree with the current offer that's on the table, that it's less than what would be needed for a move. And city officials have told me that the museum officials are very much in disagreement with the plan in its entirety. The museum, as they say, has no interest in moving. So what do you expect to come out of this? I'm assuming that something is going to have to be done sooner rather than later, considering the timeline they're facing. Don, you often say uh, that an election year has a lot of consequences. Uh, I've, 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 I've heard you reference election years and, and what, um, what effect they can have on policy at the city, county, state, and national levels. And I would expect the same here. It is an election year. The city commission uh, is, um, is facing some opponents, um, and I doubt that the city commission would take action on this before the election. However, they have two fresh years after the election in November of this year, and I would expect that we either have this plan move forward in some fashion or it be scrapped altogether by the new year. And that will wrap up our show for this week. I want to thank Mr. Inquirer reporter Austin Ramsey for joining me. To send us questions or to provide feedback, email us at newscast at messenger-inquirer.com. Remember, you can find us on the Mr. Inquirer's website, its mobile app, and iTunes, where you can subscribe to Inquirer. Until next time, I'm Don Wilkinson. Good day for Inquirer.